Welcome to the Weekly Word from St. Andrew Lutheran Church in Farmersville, Ohio. Good morning. The first reading is from the 19th chapter of 1 Kings 9 to 18, found on page 559. As the word of the Lord came to him, What are you doing here, Elijah? He replied, I have been very zealous for the Lord God Almighty. The Israelites have rejected your covenant, broken down your altars, and put your prophets to death with the sword. I am the only one left, and now they are trying to kill me, too. The Lord said, Go out and stand on the mountain in the presence of the Lord, for the Lord is about to pass by. Then a great and powerful wind tore the mountain apart and shattered the rocks before the Lord. But the Lord was not in the wind. After the wind, there was an earthquake, but the Lord was not in the earthquake. After the earthquake came a fire, but the Lord was not in the fire. And after the fire came a gentle whisper. When Elijah heard it, he pulled his cloak over his face and went out and stood at the mouth of the cave. Then a voice said to him, What are you doing here, Elijah? He replied, I have been very zealous for the Lord God Almighty. The Israelites have rejected your covenant broken down your altars, and put your prophets to death with the sword. I am the only one left, and now they are trying to kill me too. The Lord said to him, Go back the way you came, and go to the desert of Damascus. When you get there, anoint Isaiah, king over Aram. Also anoint Jeru, son of Nimsu, king over Israel. And anoint Elijah, son of Shaprat, from Abel Mahalabah to succeed you as prophet. Jero will put to death any who escape the sword of Hazael, and Elijah, Elijah will put to death anyone who escapes the sword of Jeru. Yet I reserve 7,000 in Israel, all, those who, all whose knees have not bowed down to Baal, and, whose, and all whose mouths have not kissed him. Here ends the first reading. Second reading is from the ninth chapter of Romans, verses 1 through 5, page 1758. I speak the truth in Christ. I am not lying. My conscience confirms it is the Holy Spirit. I have great sorrow and unceasing anguish in my heart, for I could wish that I myself were cursed and cut off from Christ for the sake of my brothers, who is of my own race, the people of Israel. Theirs is the adoption as sons. Theirs the divine glory, the covenants, the receiving of the law, the temple worship and the promises. Theirs are the patriarchs, and from them is traced the human ancestry of Christ, who is God over all, forever praised. Amen. Here in read.
please stand for the reading of the Gospel. The Holy Gospel according to St. Matthew, the 14th chapter, beginning at the 22nd verse. Immediately, Jesus made the disciples get into the boat and go on ahead of him to the other side, while he dismissed the crowd. After he had dismissed them, he went up on a mountainside by himself to pray. When evening came, he was there alone, but the boat was already a considerable distance from land, buffeted by the waves because the wind was against it. During the fourth watch of the night, Jesus went out to them walking on the lake. When the disciples saw him walking on the lake, they were terrified. It's a ghost, they said, and cried out in fear. But Jesus immediately said to them, Take courage, it is I. Don't be afraid. Lord, if it's you, Peter replied, tell me to come to you on the water. Come, he said. Then Peter got down out of the boat, walked on the water, and came toward Jesus. But when he saw the wind, he was afraid, and beginning to sink, cried out, Lord, save me. Immediately, Jesus reached out his hand and caught him. You of little faith, he said, why did you doubt? And when they climbed into the boat, the wind died down. Then those who were in the boat worshipped him, saying, Truly, you are the Son of God. The Gospel of the Lord. Thanks be to God. You may be seated. Dear brothers and sisters, grace and peace be to you from God our Father and from our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. It was roughly around this time of year, four years ago, that a particularly bad fire raged through the area of the Southern California High Desert where my former parish was, closing down the entire area for, for several days. During that time, the fire actually burned up much of, much of the freeway that went from where I lived at the time up to, um, up to the town where the congregation was in in the high desert. It burned up much of the, uh, it burned up much of the brush and much of the roadway on, and much of the roadway going up there, and also came within miles of the homes of several parishioners, as well as the church building itself. Yet, by the grace of God, no one in the congregation suffered any suffered any loss of property, and the church building itself was spared. God was truly working behind the scenes in order to spare us. I, ask, I also ask all of you to please keep California in your prayers. As you have no doubt heard on the news, the fires that are currently raging through there right now have been called some of the worst in California's history because of a particularly dry season which has caused the, uh, the fires, which has caused the plants to dry out and the fires to spread more rapidly. We trust that just as he has done before, that God will continue to work behind the scenes to bring the people of California through this disaster. And we are also trusting that God is working behind the scenes to bring an end to this current pandemic, which we are, continue to we are continuing to suffer through and to which there seems to be no let-up or end. It was also around this time of year, four years ago or so, 
that I submitted my name and resume to a little church called St. Andrew in Farmersville, Ohio, completely and totally on a lark, not knowing what would happen. In fact, now that it's been a while, I have to confess that I actually had forgotten that I'd submitted my name and resume to a place called St. Andrew, Ohio, until I happened to get a phone call from somebody saying, hi, this is so-and-so from St. Andrew Lutheran Church in Farmersville, Ohio. Who, what, where? But, but, but as it turned out, the rest, as they say, is history. And God was working behind the scenes to put me in one of the best places that I truly can say with all sincerity that I have been privileged to live and serve in my entire life. Yet another instance, and I'm sure there are many instances for all of us, where, where God has really been working behind the scenes, and where perhaps we have not recognized it after the fact, but God has been working behind the scenes in unexpected ways to work out his plan for us. We always have to believe in the midst of every disaster, conflict, so time of sorrow, time of struggle, and everything else, that God has a plan. In fact, in today's first reading from 1 Kings, which Ronnie read for us just a few moments ago, we hear even Elijah, who is a prophet of God, becoming completely discouraged because things seem to be completely falling apart. True worshipers of God True prophets are being persecuted. The forces of paganism, especially in the forms of King Ahab and Queen Jezebel, seem to be victorious and seem to be, and seem to be wiping out the worship of the true God. So, so even Elijah is wondering, what's going on? Has God abandoned us? Is he still there? Does he still have a plan? And here... God gives Elijah the assurance that, yes, he still has a plan. He is working behind the scenes, orchestrating certain things to fall into place so that his plan can be worked out. These things that he's causing to fall into place are, order, are commanding Elijah to anoint, to anoint certain people as kings and Elisha as, 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 his, pro, as his successor prophet in order to make sure that God's will for history will be fulfilled. We always have to believe that God is still working in history. God is working in the midst of everything that is going on right now in the world. God has a plan for you. God has a plan for each and every one of you. And in fact, just as Jehu Hazael, um, Eli Elisha, and Elisha were part of God's plan for Israel and for, and for history. You might be a part of God's plan for someone else and not even realize it. You might be a blessing for someone else but not even realize it until after the fact. Because... That is how God frequently operates. He operates in secret, and he operates behind the scenes. He also frequently operates in silence. God is not found, in today's first reading, 
God is not found in the wind, nor in the earthquake, nor in the fire, but in a still, small voice. In fact, the original Hebrew, the original Hebrew term for still, small voice, which is translated as gentle whisper in our version, in the version which we read, is actually translated literally as the sound of silence. No, not the Simon and Garfunkel song. Literally, the sound of silence. Dead still. That is where God frequently operates. In the midst of silence. That is where God does some of his best work. In the midst of silence. When it seems like God isn't there, that's when he's there in, great, in his greatest power. When it seems like God is there in visible power, in fact, that's probably either when he is not actually working or when he is causing something else to happen quietly. But God does his greatest work in the midst of silence. This is also affirmed by a famous inscription which was found on the walls of a prison during the Holocaust in, in World War II Germany, which goes as follows. I believe in the sun, even when it is not shining. I believe in love, even when I cannot feel it. I believe in God, even when he is silent. When God seems like he is silent when he is being quiet, when our prayers are not being answered right away, when it seems like we are having to wait forever for some kind of answer, that is when God is working. When it seems like we have given up all hope, when it seems like everything else has been lost, that is when God is working. It is when everything else seems to be lost and seems to be gone, that Jesus, as in today's gospel reading, comes through and says, take courage, it is I. Don't be afraid. I'm right here. It is when God is silent that he is actually saying, take courage, it is I. Don't be afraid because I'm right here. And like Peter, it is during those times when we have no, when really, we could almost say that we have no other choice but to step out of the boat. To step out of the boat and to walk following God in faith. Even though he seems to be silent, we still follow him wherever he leads, because we believe that, we're, that wherever he leads is for our own blessing and for our benefit. Now this, now this next part of today's gospel reading is one that is frequently misunderstood. The point, the lesson about Peter, is not that his own faith in himself and his own self-confidence were so weak that he was unable to walk on the water. That is a common and even dangerous misunderstanding. 
The point is that we are not to put our trust in our own abilities. We are not to have confidence in our own faith, in our own ability to overcome something or get through something. But instead, we are to trust God to carry us through all the way. Which is why Jesus said to Peter, You have little faith. Why did you doubt? Not, why did you doubt yourself and you had the ability to walk on water? But why did you doubt my ability to carry you through, to, to carry you through and bring you to me? Why did you doubt my ability to help you? That is something that Jesus is also asking each and every one of us today, especially in the midst of this pandemic. Why are we doubting God's power to bring us through this pandemic? Why are we doubting God's power? Why are we doubting God's help to bring us through anything else which we are struggling with and we are facing right now? Why are we struggling? Why are we doubting God? Not, why are we doubting ourselves? Not, not why are we doubting our own self-confidence? Because once again, we are to place no trust in our own powers or self-confidence. But instead, why are we doubting God? As Corey Ten Boom says, it is not my ability but my response to God's ability that counts. We have no ability. We are to place no trust in ourselves, but to trust Jesus instead. And along with the disciples to say, truly, you are the Son of God. You are the only one who can carry us through whatever it is we are going through. You are the only one who can lift us up. You are the only one who can save us. Jesus has even proved he is the only one who can save us by doing something seemingly insignificant to save us, to save us from sin and death, dying on a cross. A seemingly insignificant event that had a tremendous impact on each and every one of us. For it was by dying on a cross and rising again that each one of us have been saved from sin and have the promise of eternal life. No matter how, how small or insignificant something may seem, God is using it to accomplish a great plan for us. As a reminder of this, we hear these words, we hear these words from a poem which has been set to music as a hymn. If, some of, if, if you would like to follow along, it is in With One Voice, the Blue Book, page 768. Otherwise, I invite you simply to hear these words of comfort and assurance. He comes to us as one unknown, a breath unseen, unheard, as though within a heart of stone or shriveled seed in darkness sown, a pulse of being stirred. He comes when souls in silence lie, and thoughts of day depart, have seen upon the inward eye 
a falling star across the sky of night within the heart. He comes to us in sound of seas, the oceans fume and foam, yet small and still upon the breeze, a wind that stirs the tops of trees, a voice to call us home. He comes in love as once he came, by flesh and blood and birth, to bear within our mortal frame a life, a death, a saving name for every child of earth. He comes in truth when faith is grown, believed, obeyed, adored. The Christ in all the scriptures sown as yet unseen, but yet unknown, but not unknown. Our Savior and our Lord. Our Savior and our Lord. And now may the peace of God, which passes all understanding, keep your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus our Lord. Amen. To subscribe to the Weekly Word, please visit your favorite podcast provider. May God bless you now and all.